Hello, and welcome to the fourth ever episode of Tea Time with Tori. So today's episode is going to be a little bit different because I wanted to take the time to sort of talk about and react to from a self-care, self-love, self-healing standpoint, COVID-19 or the coronavirus. It's something that's affecting a lot of our lives right now. Um, I know for me personally, as a university student, you know, I was told a couple weeks ago, okay, you know, get off campus as quickly as you can. We'll give you more updates. I get home a couple of days later, they say, we want you moving out of dorms as soon as possible. And that turns into, we want you out of the dorms in two weeks. It was a very quick progression and very quickly, you know, we get notifications, texts, emails from the head of the university saying, you know, clubs are shut down, um, you know, shows. I'm a theater kid, obviously. I love to sing, to dance, to perform. And a lot of, you know, performance opportunities were just put on hold, put on halt, pretty much. And that was distressing and that was hard. And I had to say goodbye to a lot of my friends, admittedly, before I was ready for that. So, you know, to say that I'm totally zen and vibing and just kind of going along with things you know, in this very tea time with Tori way would kind of be a lie because it's been really, really hard. And I've been struggling through this whole process and this whole journey and this whole evolution of how things have kind of, you know, come about and come up. And as I've been learning more and I've been tuning into the news, you know, I I am frightened. And I think a lot of us are. And I think I am worried and I am nervous. And there's so, so much with this unfortunately, that is unknown. And there's so much with this that is, you know, kind of undecided, and we don't really know where it's going to lead or how long this is going to be. We have ideas, you know, we talk about flattening the curve, and we're kind of seeing how things are evolving, and scientists are looking at the trends that are going on right now. But we don't have definite answers of when will I be able to go out again and resume a sort of life as normal. But, you know, with so much that we cannot control, in the current moment, there are things, and I'm learning this day by day, and to be honest with you, I'm trying to be more upfront. It's hard, and it really has been a day by day process and a day by day struggle in some ways for me. But there are things that we can control, that we do have influence over in our lives during this time. And that's the angle that I want to come at this from today in our episode. Talking about, okay, in a time and a world where there's so much that is now out of our control, what do we have control over? So, bearing that in mind, let's grab ourselves a cup of tea, take a deep breath, and dive into today's topic. Talking about what we have control and influence over in light of... COVID-19. So I kind of wanted to narrow in on three points that I've kind of come up with and come across in the past few weeks that I think have really helped me to stay grounded and stay centered. And they all kind of come back to this one overarching idea, if you take one thing away today, and that is in a situation that we really cannot control, you do have control over how you react. And that might sound kind of corny or cheesy or counterintuitive, you know, like, oh, I just want to get upset about it. Well, yes, of course, and that's valid. But 
You're going to wear yourself down and wear yourself out if you spend every minute of every day being upset about it. And I know it's hard, and a lot of us are grieving right now. And I'll talk about that a little bit, but, um, you know, it's important that you take the time and take the initiative on your own to say, okay, this is a hard situation, but how do I want to react to it? You know, I have all this time on my own now, and I have all this time in isolation away from a lot of family and friends and people that I know and love and, you know, from work. A lot of people are working at home. I know I have classes online. So in this time by myself, how am I going to get through it? How am I going to empower myself through and find love and find joy and find light? And, you know, that is something that we can control. So the first point that I really want to make is it's really important in my three points. The first point, uh, it's important to be kind to yourself. And, you know, as much as I'm saying, like, control your reaction and try to, like, you know, push it in a positive direction, and I'm going to talk a little bit about that in a moment, as hard as that is, on the pathway to getting to that positive place, be kind to yourself. Let yourself grieve. Let yourself feel. I mean, I talked about, like, don't let it consume your whole day, but if at the beginning of this process, if all you want to do as you're getting to this place of self-love and self-healing through this situation, if all you want to do is cry, cry. If all that you want to do is just curl up in a ball on your bed, I get it, because that was me too. You know, like the first day that I got the message that my semester was essentially done, that I wasn't going to see some of my friends again until August, if not September, I mean, you know, my friends mean the world to me. Like, all I wanted to do was just sob it out. And I did, in large part. And that's healing. Don't force yourself to hold that in. You know, it's kind of hard because you're trying to find a balance between letting it out, but also moving in a positive direction. I'm going to talk about that. But, you know, at the beginning of the process, if all that you want to do is release and you feel like you have to release, and even along the process of trying to kind of, you know, find a rhythm and find peace and find joy through this difficult time, if there are moments when you break down, you know, that's human and that's okay. And let yourself do that and be kind to yourself. Forgive yourself for that. Don't beat yourself up for that. Say, okay, this is what I'm feeling right now. This is how I'm taking this all in the moment. Maybe I need to cry. Maybe I need to get a tub of ice cream and watch a sad movie on Netflix. I don't know. Whatever works for you to get that out and release it. So be kind to yourself. Be kind, be kind, be kind to yourself and allow that release. Number two and my three points moving along is to connect. I think one of the big things is because we're really grieving a lot and kind of going back a little bit to point one, be kind to yourself because there's a lot that we're losing out on right now, you know, to be perfectly blunt about it. You know, like I said, like a lot of opportunities just shut down, doors closed. Like I was doing a really cool internship and that kind of was put on pause, um, working in film production and that was shut down and I was working, you know, I was in the middle of an audition process for a show and that got put on the back burner, got put on hold. And as hard as that is, as frustrating as that is, and as I'm grieving through it, sometimes, now for the second point, to connect, 
to realize that you're not alone in this process of grieving and healing and trying to find a new way of life through this time, however long this is going to be, know that you're not alone. You know, to know that you're not alone, sometimes that's everything. So I don't care what it is, if it's a text message. Um, I know a lot of people are doing kind of like funny middle school style chains on Instagram and I kind of laugh at it, but in a cool way, that's connection. That's reaching out to people, even in a two-minute, three-minute little way, doing a little doodle, the carrots, the tomatoes, I, I don't know. <laughs> but that's a way to connect, and that's a way to say, I'm thinking of you, I care about you, even if it's that much, to send a text to a loved one, a friend, someone from school, from university, in a lot of our situations, we're thrown to the four corners. Send that message. Don't hold yourself back from that and say, I care about you, or like, hey, how are you doing? I'm going to give a shout out to my dear friend Irene, who I joke is my wife, because we talk all the time to the point where it's almost an inside joke how often we're on the phone with each other. But that's so healing to be able to just pick up the phone and be like, today was hard. I missed everybody today. Or to even talk about the little successes. Like today I motivated myself. I got up out of bed. I got dressed. You know, I washed my face. I went downstairs. I made breakfast. I'm pulling myself together, you know, despite the pain of a lot of what's going on right now. And, you know, oh, I watched a cool movie today. Or I even motivated myself to write a poem or write a song or do things that are creative today. And to be able to connect in that way, you know, email somebody, call somebody, FaceTime. <laughs> Hell, you know, go on Zoom. <laughs> do a Skype chat. Do something to connect with one another. I think that's so, so important. And it's vital during this time where we, it's so easy to just shut everybody and everything out in this isolation period, you know, maintain contact, maintain relationships. It might feel like you have to work a little bit harder now, but the kind of beautiful thing too that I've noticed, and this is a bit of a side point, is with this time on your own, you get to choose the people that you want on your team and in your life. You know, sometimes we're thrown into circumstances in a workplace environment in a school environment, in a classroom, where you really don't have a choice. I don't want to put it that way, but you have to interact with people just by the circumstances of being there. And sometimes, unfortunately, those people can be toxic for different reasons. And I've kind of been seeing this whole period of time as a kind of strange, convoluted opportunity to say, I get to choose now. You know, if I don't talk to somebody for the next two, three months, however long this lasts okay, that relationship kind of fades off. And I have that ability. If I don't want to reach out, you know, okay. And likewise, on the flip side of that, if there's somebody that I want to get closer to, um, somebody whose number I have who, like, I didn't get a chance to talk to that often when I was back on campus, let's do it. Let's get to know each other. If I want to talk more to Aunt Susie Q and talk about the family and life, whatever it may be, you get a say now in this radically new, different, unique way. And that's powerful. And that's something not to overlook. So, you know, connect, 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 connect. And remind yourself, I am not alone. I am not alone. I am not alone in this. You know, if you have a moment where you're really going through it, sometimes the best thing you can do, pick up your phone, send a text, pick up your phone, call somebody that you love, if you're in isolation with your family and, you know, you have a good relationship with your family, which not everyone does, but if you do, that's a blessing. That's something to be grateful for. Talk to your family. Talk to parents, siblings, 
cousins, if you're with them and make time for one another, connect. And then my third point, so we have be kind to yourself, connect, and then find joy. This is kind of transitioning. If you think about this almost kind of like a journey, you know, you start by releasing and then you kind of reach out to other people and then find joy. I mean, it is hard because for me, I'm a very extroverted, outgoing person. So a lot of my joy is in my relationships, which as much as connecting on the phone, it does help. And that's why I'm saying do it, do it, do it. It's not always the same as, you know, I'm a very also physical person. I love to like hold hands and hug and like be around people in that way with my friends and just cuddling and all sorts of, you know, like physical contact, you know, just walking together, being close to one another. I'm all about that. And to be on my own is hard. You know, that is hard. So there's a lot, like I said, of grieving, of loss that's going on in that way. And, you know, like I said, like a lot of opportunities for a lot of people, a lot of big events, you know, prom, um, graduation for some people is not happening. And that's sad. Like, I'm not going to talk around it. That's sad. It's awful. And yet, The thing that's amazed me through all of this, through, I guess, if you want to call it a dark period, is there's always good. Every single day, even if it's one thing, even if it's a terrible day and I'm really in a kind of, you know, very blue headspace to just put it that way, I'm always able to find at least one good thing. You know, maybe my favorite song came on the radio and I'm like, oh my god, you know, that's a great song. I love that song. And it brings me a smile. And if that's three minutes of my day, at least it was three good minutes. And I have to remind myself of that before I go to sleep. You know, the day wasn't a waste. There was some good. And maybe, maybe it's the way the light is streaming through the window. You know, maybe it's the fact it's raining today. And, you know, I love rain. That's something beautiful. And that's something to kind of get excited about and be happy about. A simple little thing. You know, the other night I decided I was bored and I started doing pencil sketches and I haven't done pencil sketches in months just because I got busy with, you know, schoolwork and college and all of that. And I sat down and I did a pencil sketch and I'm not saying I'm a great artist. I mean, I don't think that I'm terrible, but I'm not Picasso. But at any rate, sitting there with my pencil and just sketching, I felt so joyful And that was, you know, 15, 20 minutes of my day, but that was such a joyful stretch of 15, 20 minutes. And today I went for a walk through my neighborhood to get some fresh air because the weather was, you know, it was pretty good today, later in the day. And, you know, I saw my neighbors, I have neighbors who are, I think one of them's like eight, the other one's nine or 10, and they had drawn on the sidewalk. And it was so lovely. And I saw, you know, like this sketch of a superhero and there's one of a rainbow with clouds. And that made me smile. And that was the source of joy. You know, even if it's things that might seem as mundane as that. If that's what it takes to just get you through the day, so be it. You know, I've had days along this process where I miss my friends. I miss being on campus so terribly. All I want to do, like, (laughs) to be perfectly real with you, all I want to do for most of the day is just curl up and cry. But then I think about, okay find the good, find the good, to pull myself out of that. And I think about, okay, um, find the good, find the good. I heard from one of my friends today. She texted me this morning. That was good. Um, 
When I woke up this morning, I remember looking out the window and I could hear the birds singing and that was kind of beautiful and that was a little thing, but it was good. It was really good. And, um, you know, I, my family and I, we played a board game <clears throat> and that was fun. You know, things like that. And sometimes it's a matter of meditating on those and saying, okay, those are a couple of good things. I'm going to center myself on those. And kind of, in a strange way, this whole situation with COVID-19, with the coronavirus, as difficult and as scary and as unknown as it is, again, in a kind of strange way, it's making me realize how much joy and how much beauty there is in the day-to-day, -day. how much love is all around me, you know? I've been noticing that the people have been reaching out, and there are some people in my life who I don't want to say that I took advantage of, but I wasn't even fully aware of how much they supported or cared about me. And I'm hearing from them saying, you know, hey, how are you? And like I said, you know, this is a time where we have a choice over who we connect with and who we talk to. And the fact that they took the time to reach out to me, that means the world. And, you know, I think I got so caught up and swept up in the day-to-day and the the kind of humdrum and whatever of going about classes and doing work that there were some things I kind of got blind to and lately I've kind of been taking notice of them in a really new and fresh way you know like it's not every day that you stop and you look at the flowers and you say oh my god these look gorgeous today and it's not every day that you sit and you say wow I have really good friends who care about me who are reaching out to me I should thank them. I should make known the fact of how much I love them in return. Those aren't things that you usually consciously think about, but lately I have been. And, you know, in spite of all of the craziness and the sort of darkness of the situation, you know, that's a beautiful thing. It's a powerful thing. So, again, just to review my three points for kind of helping to get through this, are one, to be kind to yourself, two, to connect, and three, find joy. So thank you so, so much to all of you for listening. Please, if you have any ideas, feedback, comments, things that you'd like to share, ideas for future episodes, you know, I am so open. And again, you really as an audience have given me so much to work with and so much wonderful, strong, beautiful feedback that's kind of encouraged me, you know, which direction to go. So please never hesitate to reach out to me. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day today. <laughs>